0: Race fans, we are back for our seventh edition of the EKN Debrief Podcast. It's hard to believe, it's actually been about a month since our last one. We're trying to go weekly, but uh, you know, you get rolled into the racing season as we are, and it's tough when you're only home for a couple days. Uh, midweek before heading back to another event. Lots of great racing has been underway. Uh, again, this is a, a new podcast program, part of the EKN Radio Network that we'll be producing for the website, giving you an opportunity to download it to your phone, uh, plug it in there to uh, your car when you're rolling to work or coming home, uh, out for a run, out for a walk while you're working out. Just a chance to again uh, talk karting, listen to karting uh, throughout your day, your day while you're either working out, whatever it may be. My name is Rob Howden, of course the editor and publisher of ecartingnews.com and, and joined, as I always am, uh, by the guy who actually makes it all happen over at com,
1: the Managing Director, David Cole. Dave, how are you, man? I'm good, Rob. I am uh, just got back from Newcastle, excited uh, about the upcoming weekend, personal plans here, and then uh, follow that up with every other week going to the racetrack. <laughs> yeah, your
0: schedule's... Your schedule's nice right now. It's week on, week off, week on, week off. I'm in the middle of a four-weekend run. Then I go weekend, week off. So I'm, I, I'd am i like a weekend off, to be honest. It's, well, I hate uh, you not to re-
1: Hold on. You've you got to remember, I have two kids and a wife. Ooh, and when yeah. it's a weekend home, it's not a weekend off. Okay? <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't have any kids. So my, my weekends are a lot more, I think more
0: relaxed maybe than yours are.
1: Oh, for sure, because you just sit <laughs> back and you watch, like, MotoGP. and. Yes. And supercross stuff. True. Uh, let's True. see what I else. Eat, you probably go food. to a restaurant, yeah. You make yeah. some food.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's a sleep in number one, right? You 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 do get to sleep in with kids, don't you?
1: Yeah, occasionally, <laughs> yeah, because they love to wake up mom, or they would love to wake up dad, because they know what happens when they wake up dad. Good for you. Lay down the line. I like to hear that. Well, ladies and gentlemen, again, as I said, this is
0: uh, our seventh episode of the EK and debrief, uh, part of the. Uh, ECAN Radio Networks, which is going to be taking a lot bigger steps over the next month or two. You're you're going to see uh, more stuff coming. and There'll be a component on the website as well. Stay tuned for that. Uh, I do want to uh, say and again state that this particular show is being presented by our good friends at Margay Racing. I've I've had the pleasure of working with Keith Freeber and his staff for many, many years. They've been great supporters of what uh, I've done through the years. uh, When I was at Performance Racing News in Canada first, then of course with Supercard Illustrated uh, and then with eCardingNews.com, we've, uh, we've had a long history with Margay, and, and we're pleased about it. I've driven many cars, actually. Uh, Rock Island, I raced up in Canada, and, and just pleased to be able to work with them again. So a couple words on Marguerite uh, to get things underway. Margay Racing has been a leader in the karting industry for over 50 years. From a 46-cart Ignite Field at the recent Battle of the Brickyard to the top of the podium at the WK Manufacturers Cup Series at Newcastle Motorsports last weekend, Margay has every carter covered from the grassroots beginner to the top-level national racer. The Marguerite Ignite program provides the perfect entry into the sport of karting and is elevating low kart counts across the Midwest. Want more races at your track or club? Call 1-800-562-7429 to get the Ignite program at your track. Once again, there's the number to call Marguerite, 800-562-7429. Great to have Margay with us, the presenting sponsor for today. We'll talk more about our, our other sponsor later on in the day here. Uh, but David Cole, let's jump right on into the news desk. That's your baby. Top news uh, recently coming out of the, uh, uh, down the pipe. Uh, of course, we're starting to see dates lock and load for 2018. Supercars USA coming out with an announcement regarding their 2018 schedule.
1: Yeah, we've talked about this uh, previously in other debriefs. You know, they're they're going to make their return back to Florida. Uh, So they've confirmed those two Florida dates again. uh, Also with uh, three pro pro tour dates uh, similar to what we saw in 2017. It's going to happen again in 2018. Basically the same weekends that we see right now. But, you know, of course, no tracks have been confirmed uh, other than dates. This is just dates. Uh, And then also there are six races that they put on for the California Pro Kart Challenge. Good to get those dates out and get things
0: underway. And I'm sure we'll see more events kind of slot in. Uh, I think, as everybody knows, the schedule, especially through the Midwest, if not if not the most, just absolutely jammed almost every weekend. But I know that we'll see things start slotting in. Hopefully, people start working together. Uh, I did have a fantastic uh, chat with uh, Garrett Potter from Rock Cup USA uh, just earlier this week. Looking forward to working more closely with the Rock Cup people as well. Uh, you know, they're developing some programs. Uh, looking at where they're going to, you know, kind of grow their program. Number one, obviously, out of the box. They'll have the Florida Winter Tour. Uh, the Winter Tour is a, is a Rock Cup program. We'll see if they're able to kind of work symbiotically with Supercarts USA with the IAMI and the Rock now that Rotax has essentially left the state in terms of uh, the Winter Winter Tour program. And then, David, back to the Challenge of the Americas. It'll be a different feel. It'll be a different sound on the ear when the uh, the Rockers go at it uh, with Andy Saisman's program.
1: Oh, for sure. And we've talked about this before in previous episodes. You know, it's, it's still going to be that fun, entertaining, competitive weekends that we've known to, to grow and love when we yeah. go to the West Coast in the wintertime. No you doubt know, about it. You know, a- Andy has that passion for the sport that not a lot of people have, and, and, and we love going there, enjoying the, the staff, the competitors, the teams, you know, going to the different three tracks that he goes to. You know, those those three provide a great element for the sport, uh, it's it's nice to go there,
0: and I always love Friday afternoon pre qualifying practice when we had that extended hot pit session. For me, so, I love when we're down on pit lane calling it because guys are coming in, they're making changes, they get that little bit longer practice session at the end of the day at Andy's races at the Coda races where they can kind of dial things in on the fly. That's that's one of the components that he offers that I really really like about his weekend.
1: Yeah, and it's it's kind of a relaxed atmosphere there too. You know, especially on that pit lane because. You, they have, you get you get enough time to where you go out you do maybe five hot laps you come in, you make some changes, you kind of talk about it or maybe you just kind of sit there and wait and see what everybody else is doing. you know it, it, it has that that you know it's not that rush rush feeling that True. we've seen at other yeah. hot pit uh, events. It's just you know you know what let's let's figure it out. It's, you know it, it just has that uniqueness that nothing else has right now.
0: That's your primary news out of the box, as we said, Supercarts USA confirming its 2018 dates for the Pro Tour and the California Pro Car Challenge. And, of course, I went on a tangent and went rock cup to add to that. So well, that's kind of funny.
1: Yeah, <laughs> and like you said, talk, and I'll go even further. Talking about the Midwest stuff and the nope. East, Eastern Coast, You know, there's no doubt that WK is right around the corner looking to, to make sure their their plans for next year are, are going to be locked in along with, with Mark Coates and the United States Pro Kart Series, you know yeah. it's th- those two programs are, are doing very well right now. You know we're going back to back with them at Newcastle, so we'll kind of get another comparison on how the two stack up. And uh, you know, so it's it's definitely a, a, a season of change, and we we always see the cyclical event or cycle mm-hmm. happen in the sport, yeah. and and we're kind of just in that period right now.
0: Let's, uh, let's go from news to actually racing itself, David. As you mentioned, uh, some back-to-back events. Uh, you were able to head down to uh, Newcastle for the recent WK Manufacturers Cup Series event. Uh, you covered it. Uh, I'll let you quarterback the, the, the uh, race recap here. How was it? Let's talk entries. Let's talk competition. Let's talk winners. Uh, what were your thoughts uh, from Newcastle?
1: Well, entry-wise, you know, 151 entries for the weekend, which was a, a pretty solid number. Uh, we haven't seen that in a while. Uh, it's an increase from Pittsburgh, which was last last month in Ju- uh, in June. And I no, sorry, May. I'm sorry. I'm getting my dates mixed up there.
0: I get it. Trust me, I get it. I get it.
1: They all mixed, they all blend together. Don't worry. But okay. uh, you know it you know the Yamaha programs are other than sportsmen are, are really strong with numbers. Uh all the Miami classes of course are strong. We had a little bit of an increase in the 206. Not as many locals that we wanted to see come out. And I and I think that's where we you know, we've talked about this before. Where we struggle yeah. with the 206 traveling series programs is people just don't want to pay that extra little bit to to come out when the big show comes. You know, they yep. just they prefer to stay with their forty dollar entries per day, and 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 make their twenty laps a day, and and be happy with that.
0: Yeah, so, not a massive surprise at Newcastle. They have such a solid Lo two hundred six program as it is, and to, to draw them out to a, a Manufacturers Cup race when they're probably going to be racing the following weekend or the weekend after in a KRA event, it's 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 always a bit of a draw. Yeah, tough, it, tough, it, tough it's, draw. It's, me.
1: it's definitely a tough. Yeah. It's a tough situation, but you know, it, again, it, it a little bit of exposure for those who got to do it. They got to see you know race against some some. Very competitive drivers, and yeah. um, and go from, go from there. But uh, overall, overall, the racing throughout the weekend was was really good. I, we obviously had the Newcastle draft coming out of the I seventy mm-hmm. down to the checkered flag. You know, oh, it, I, 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 I'm I'm really getting I'm almost getting tired of it. To be honest, <laughs> I, it's it's it happened every race. You sit back, you wait ten laps, fifteen laps, however long the race is. You make that one move at the end of the race. I, I, I'm I'm really getting tired of seeing it at Newcastle. I almost you, want to. Where do,
0: you, where do you want to put start finish right before the hairpin coming into the I line, well,
1: <laughs> well, either that or we shorten up the straightaways, or do you know, or move it back, move the start finish line back to where it was, so we at least get to see that last lap, last corner pass.
0: Yeah, you know what? Why not shake it up? I don't disagree with you. I like
1: that. Yeah, it just I don't know. It just hey, who uh, tell, who won? Anyways. Anyway. Uh, we had six six drivers uh, win both days in in, in the uh, categories. Brandon Jarza Crack did uh, both both Miami senior classes. We had Dakota Pesic D- Dakota Pesic pull away uh, both days just at the end. Uh, so he's got three in a row now in Yamaha senior. Wow. Uh, Tyler Maxson came in and waxed everybody in IAMI Jr. Uh, it was very similar to what we saw last year with Tyler Gonzalez, who we've seen win at the Super Nats. We've seen win at the Pro Tour. I think we've seen him win pretty much everywhere. So Maxson is is getting, now that he's been in the junior category, he's getting adjusted to it. He's under the Speed Racing Concepts banner. Yep. A lot, a lot of knowledge there. So And he's, he's, it, you know, it's about maturity. You could see it with with him off the track, he's kind of maturing a little bit more now that he's out of the cadet category. So uh, it was really cool to see him. He started last and went to first in the main event. So man, that that was a stellar drive for sure. Good
0: for him. Good for him.
1: But uh, uh, let's see other double winners: uh, Ben Mayer, uh, Nitro Kart. They continue to keep winning in the cadet man. categories. He got they're, both uh, they're micro race, aren't they? They're every every weekend, Tucker's I think program. they've gone to this year in 2017. They've won at least one main event somewhere.
0: Nick, yeah, Nick Tucker's Nitro Kart program, man. What a just like it's just got this tidal wave of, tidal wave of momentum right now. It's so impressive.
1: Yeah, and exactly that momentum. You know, they the kids the kids are working off each other. Nick's always in the trailer with all of them, not just one on one, but all of them. Like understanding, okay. This guy did this wrong. How do we learn from it? You know, yep. it, it's just that that group mentality, that race team mentality. So they're all working together, and and it's proving on the racetrack.
0: Yeah, well done, cool.
1: So we'll have I'll have more about that uh, in my from the oh, tower yeah. column coming up too.
0: Dave's got a column coming, so let's uh, move on. Dave, um, June twenty third to twenty fifth, actually just late last month, uh, and obviously an interesting. Uh, topic. You can go over the winners and kind of some of the, the, the things that happened throughout the weekend. But uh, Rotax, after the issue with Max Speed essentially shutting down and, of course, the winter tour transferring to Rock, what are we going to see from Rotax? Well, they just, you know, they still dig in and put on their U.S. Open race to combine it with the, the Rotax Grand Nationals. And, David, I uh, I was actually kind of pleasantly surprised they had decent numbers. Well, not, let's say good numbers, 110 drivers over the uh, seven categories. They make their first trip to New Jersey Motorsports Park. A lot of Rotax finals, uh, grand finals tickets still awarded, uh, 12 tickets in all. Uh, to be honest, probably a, a pretty solid event for Rotax, considering the kind of the uncertainty and the chaos they've dealt with over the last couple of months.
1: It was certainly a, a good momentum, not momentum, but a good boost for them. Uh they had, you know, a lot of the dignitaries come over from Austria. Um, Helmet, I believe, was there and a couple others. Uh, the inclusion of Canadian drivers to the event uh, being the, the U.S. Open type event plus the Grand National in one, I think, helped with the numbers. And, of course, the the engine program that they had there with uh, the micro and minis getting the engine draws. So yeah, you didn't come raffle. there with your own, and it was an engine raffle. So I think that... That helped to boost the numbers as well too. The problem is, is you won't see that at every race. <laughs> you know, yeah. I think I think if they did that, they would they 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 could grow a program. Unfortunately, it's not very economical to do that.
0: No, it's not. That's right. That is correct. That is correct. Uh, what we see for winners?
1: Yeah. So we saw out of these one, two, three, four, five, six. I'm sorry. I'm trying to count. I can't count right now. Uh-huh. I write too much. Seven classes. Yes. Dude, you're a, you're a math right. major. Uh, out of them, six were from the U.S. So we saw one Canadian, David uh, Greco, win the uh, DD2. So he got the ticket there going with Team Canada. Michael McCarthy was a top U.S. driver. The rest were all U.S. drivers. So we're going to see another strong uh, U.S. team go over there with Luke Selican and Senior. Yeah. Billy Cleveland and Masters. Ariel Castro and DD2 Masters. So those two will be uh, in the in the DD2 category, 2D2 Masters category. Uh, Tyler Gonzalez, who we just talked about, he won another big race, winning the Junior Max title there. At, yeah, so add that a, resume. That's another one to the CV. <laughs> uh, Josh Pearson from uh, Rollison Performance Group got uh, the Mini Max title, and then my Nitro Kart Brent Cruz with the uh, Micro Max title. Yeah,
0: good stuff to, for, for Rotax. So to be able to get that program, you know, get that race in the books, get it done. Uh, challenge with a bit of rain as well, I believe, early. Uh, but no, all, all in all, uh, a good weekend, and and we'll be watching. There's uh, even though the Rotex program in a bit of a flux here, a state of ins- uncertainty in the U.S. and again in Canada as well, as we're you know the new news that uh, the guys up at Goodwood Cartway are, are will be the new rock importers, the Vortex importers for Rock Cup, uh, at least the Rock Cup program uh, managers up in Canada. A lot of uncertainty for Rotax, but still, there will be both Canadians, a Canadian and a U.S. team heading to the Grand Finals this year. Uh, Dave, uh, foreign, let's go from coast to coast. We're going to go from New Jersey all the way over to Santa Maria, California. Uh, the IKF had their Grand Nationals, brought both two-cycle and four-cycle together. That was uh, right over the uh, July 1st uh, holiday weekend. Uh, first time, as I said, they put the two-cycle and four-cycle together. Not surprising that events kind of... Each event has been very lackluster for the last couple of years. They bring everyone together, over 150 entries. They did the weekend uh, before the California Pro Car Challenge for Scuso was to the event, so some good practice for those guys as well. Uh, Dave, you know, you and I have talked about it, and you've mentioned it many times, the Duffy Trophy, not what it used to be, but still a pretty solid Grand National for ICAF, being able to get a really good group of drivers to go and play.
1: Yeah, I think that's something to build on as well, too, for them. Uh, You know, 150 entries, it's a better number than trying to split them up because it obviously would not have been a a very successful event if you had just two-cycle and four-cycle going uh, at separate events, separate times. So it's something to build on. The problem, I think, really on the West Coast is that there's just so much racing going on right now, especially in California. Uh, You don't see... I mean, they're, they're, you're even getting more and more racing going on in the in the Pacific Northwest with with a lot of the club drivers just just focusing on clubs and the different regional programs that are up there as well too. So it's just it just boils down to time and and there's just not a lot of time to make everything everybody go to every event. Yeah, you said it straight up. You know, back in the day, you race club,
0: and there was one region surrounding six, seven, eight, nine clubs, and you know yet you. Had, you had, the clubs raced on a certain day, and the regional raced around a certain weekend every month, and you had time to do other stuff. But, you know, you look at California, there's the Scusa California Pro Car Challenge, LAKC, Tri-C's got great numbers now, obviously, using the, the uh, LO206 to rebuild. Northern California's got the Sanzuru uh, Challenge uh, Series at Sonoma. you got the KPX program, all the clubs up there, just so much racing. It's crazy.
1: Yeah, so you, you it's something that they can build on. They can try and make this come back to be an event everybody wants to go to. The problem is you got to get it in the right time of the year and you got to get it to a place where everybody wants to go. So I, I you know, I don't have the magic equation to make this a perfect event. I don't know what's going to do it. I you know, it or who the right people are to to get everybody on board. I mean, if you get some of the KPX people to go over and do that race, I mean you could talk about maybe over 200 entries then if you get yep. half of those guys just even yep. going there. So uh you know just a lot of different things you know it always takes the right people and the right type of motivation to get things going in the positive direction. But Roger Miller uh you know we we've known him a very long time with uh EKN. Yeah. He's he's motivated to help bring this back to uh to what it used to be.
0: Couple of award winners as well. Of course every uh, every Grand National the ICF Uh, Rewarding the Lake Speed Award and the Engine Builder Award. Uh, Fill everybody in on who who got the honor this year.
1: Yeah, the Lake Speed Award, uh, it goes out to uh, a person or people who uh, show uh, sportsmanship, dedication, love of the sport. And that went to uh, the Ron Perry and his family. Uh, They were a big, uh, big help in putting on the event. Uh, so IKF awarded them, and then Jesus Vaca- Vasquez of P1 Engines took home the engine builder award for the event.
0: Uh, stand right at uh, Santa Maria just a week later, uh, as we had said earlier, the Supercars USA California Pro Kart Challenge hitting uh, back at that track, uh, Tri Tip Country. Uh, you know, David, I kind of follow a little bit on uh, on race monitor. Obviously, wasn't able to be there, but watching some of the races and and talk about a couple of major league. First victories uh, in the headline categories: Matias Podbo winning in the S1 class. There's a stack group of S1 drivers uh, in the California Pro Car Challenge, and Dante Yu winning X30 Senior. That's those are two. That's two big wins for those young drivers.
1: Yeah, winning the California Pro Car Challenge is a big, big, big move for for any driver. Uh, yeah. I mean, we've we've seen Billy Musgrave use it to be to become a, a regular S1 contender at the Pro Tour. Agreed. Uh, winning there, we've seen a lot of the tag jun- tag senior and tag junior drivers who do well regionally build up and help it builds their confidence when they go pro tour racing. So uh, for it's Matias- such a
0: high, le- high level of competition, that's what it, it is. It
1: is, it, that's that's what you get with the California Pro cart Challenge. And with Matias able to beat Billy Musgrave and and Ron White was there, and uh, a couple other guys that were that are pro tour regulars, a Hunter Piggott, you know that that was a big win for him because he's he's been a, a series regular for a long long time, yeah. And just 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 kept working, kept working. Finally, all the pieces came together for him, right? And then Dante, you we've seen him go overseas now, racing okay stuff uh, with comp cart, uh, trying to uh, obviously make a name for himself, and and winning at the California Pro Kart Challenge will definitely help him there because we just we just quite haven't seen him do it at the Pro Tour level, and you know maybe this helps boost him for Summer Nats. So maybe we'll see his name in the top ten up there.
0: Mm-hmm. I, I would think top ten's a pretty given. If he's able to work his way to the top of the podium, we'll see. But you're right, uh, to have that confidence boost, again, he's been running in in Europe, which puts you in even you know super tough competition. You come back home, battle it out, good run for Dante Yu. Uh, funny thing, I was, I was actually at the IndyCar race, and uh, – Brian Robson and I were talking. Brian, a longtime um, mechanic and wrench for John Crow, and he just—we were talking about how how good Crow has been in the S4 Supermasters class and Pro Car Challenge. This guy's rolling right now. The Crow Show is is unbelievable right now.
1: I think he's found his niche in shifter kart racing. <laughs> I think so too. I mean, we've always seen him as a masters driver, but always Rotax or TAG. I mean, he's a Super Nationals winner, so you can't yeah. you can't deny him that. You know he's he's won at the challenge in America's that, that that we've seen over and over again. Uh, you know the guy the guy knows how to drive. You know he, he's he he just loves to drive anything, and that's that's what you love to see about racers. You know they'll get in anything. Yeah. I mean he races at the at the LAKC events. He races two hundred six, his S four cart, and then his X one seventy five cart. So <laughs> he actually won all three classes this past Sunday and all three disciplines so you know he'll just get in and drive so that's what's great about it and and the win streak he's got going there in uh and at the california pro card challenge is pretty pretty solid uh what else we got winner wise trey brown carson morgan logan toke they uh they continue their winning at the series so uh there's a lot of names that we we we're seeing winning there that you know I wouldn't be surprised to see winning at the summer nats uh, yeah. coming up here at Newcastle. Yeah. But lots uh, of momentum, it, right? It 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 also the weekend also marked the first time that they brought in the pushback bumper, which didn't hear a lot of feedback from it. But uh, talking with Tom, you know, it was kind of fifty fifty. You had the guys who didn't get penalized say, "Oh, I love this thing," and then you got the guys who got penalized say, "This is the worst thing ever." <laughs>
0: Oh, man. You know what? You got to take the give with the bad, David. We know that. We know that it's going to happen. Guys that uh, – and you know what? The guys that ha- got penalized because they hammered somebody and, and it pushed back, well, you know what? They're going to be a little more careful next time. Now, if it wasn't their fault, that's an issue, obviously. We have to look at that. We'll see if they, how things evolve. But bottom line was Supercarts USA has kind of answered the call, as you know, the guys at USPKS did earlier. Can-Am's had it as well. People are asking for something to change the racecraft, to, to clean it up a little bit, especially the starts. And uh, it's good to see Skuza finally at least bring that into a couple categories to re- to evaluate it. Uh, one more event, David, in our racing recap section of this uh, particular edition of the EKND Brief Podcast. Again, Rob Howden with you, uh, along with the managing editor of eCardinews.com, David Cole. And it's a big one. Um, you know, David, you and I would have both liked to have been able to go to the event. We weren't. Uh, both had prior commitments Uh, hopefully going to be able to go back next year. But if the date stays the same as it's going to be this year, I'll probably be locked and loaded at Iowa Speedway again with IndyCar and, and the Mazda Road to Indy. But the battle at the Brickyard, karting inside the walls of the Indianapolis Motor Speedway, the Pagoda as the backdrop. Really, I don't think we can oversell how cool this is and what kind of a monumental step it is moving forward with karting. To have not only be at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway, David, but you get a, a, this track president, Doug Bowles, out there driving on the track on a Margie night with Chase Elliott there all weekend. Having the, the president actually there embracing the event. This is going to be such a, an, an amazing thing for the sport.
1: It is. It really is. I mean, it it could grow into being one of the key events we have every year. Right now, you. Right now, we have... Obviously, the Super Nationals in Las Vegas, you know, in the East East Coast, it's always Daytona Kart Week. I mean, even road racing, sprint, dirt, everything all under one, all under, uh, all at one event. Yeah,
0: uh, one
1: menu. You know, this being at the Brickyard really has the potential to be one of those style events, especially being in the middle of the summer, school's out, people want to take vacations. There's no, there's. There's no reason for some people in California to get together, make the trek out to the Brickyard. I mean, how many times are you going to say that? We're going to go race carts at the Brickyard. The greatest
0: uh, thing is, and if you're a racer, David, just to throw this out there, if you want to come out and have a racing holiday, you come you come to the Speedway. You've got the museum. You've got the tours. Heck, you play golf on Brickyard Crossing. Uh, any weekday within an hour of Indianapolis, you're going to go see a sprint car race or a midget race somewhere. You know what I mean? Like, there's just there's so much to do if you're a race fan, to be able to come to that area,
1: well, yeah, it was awesome midget week. I mean, you could have yeah. stayed the week after and gone all and followed the followed all the different races. I mean, it, it's you know, that's the one thing I love about Indianapolis is its love for motorsports. I mean, you can go there anytime. There's there's an event in Indianapolis. It's 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 very well attended.
0: One of the things we, you and I've talked about, of course, we saw we weren't able to be there, but following on social media, is unbelievably excited. People were just thrilled. Great entries, uh, almost 300 entries, I believe, in uh, in 16 classes. Uh, the Briggs LO206, the 206 program, I think everybody knows what it's done for the sport and how it's kind of rebuilt the grassroots level. And really this was kind of an event, David, that was that was more of a grassroots-y kind of deal. It wasn't there were was some big teams there, but it wasn't major league roll the haulers in Super national spend cajillions k- of dollars. It was here's my 12 foot trailer, I'm gonna pull it out, put my easy up, and I'm gonna race at the speedway. Lots of great Briggs action. Margay had the Ignite program with forty-six go-karts in the spec Ignite class. Really the bottom line was was this was a a massive club style event for the purists of our sport.
1: That's exactly it, and and again, just racing at the Brickyard. People didn't care what they had. Oh, I gotta I gotta put a Briggs on. All right, let's go. I gotta put let's a Yamaha on. Let go. I gotta put an eighty shifter on. I'll go race eighty shifter. I don't <laughs> care. I just want to race at the Brickyard. So that I think that was a lot of people's mentality to get there this year. I mean, because you didn't know. Hey, there's no, there was no idea that they were going to do this again, yeah. but you know, right? The, yeah, this could, this could be the one and done. We don't, we still don't know. I mean, nothing's been confirmed for the future events, but you know, with the, as as you talked about, just the president, Doug Bowles, and, and 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 just the feeling we've gotten talking with a lot of people is that this this could be something that happens annually. And we will give the uh, debrief listeners, you, those of you listening in, stay with us because after we
0: wrap up what happened to the Battle of Brickyard, uh, we're going to run an interview that David and I did uh, earlier today uh, with USAC Cardig's Mike Burrell. A lot of great insight from, from Mike, kind of the input of what he believed, how, how the, kind of, the weekend kind of played out for him, how thrilled he was. But some really good insight, David, when we talk to Mike.
1: Oh of course, of course. But to to look back at it, you know, uh some of the some of the winners that we saw, uh Eric Jones, we talked about uh the KartSport North America team, they they were there. Uh he he got back behind the wheel and and he's no slouch. We've seen him no. win at We we've, we've seen him win at the Rotex Grand Nationals, we've seen him win at Rock Island Grand Prix. So he he can win it all. And uh he jumped into a Briggs kart and actually tried to win all three medium heavy and masters but could only get it done in medium and heavy but uh ryan cassidy beat him out in in the in the masters class which another another veteran another veteran yeah which was the first first race of the day the the briggs masters so that was pretty cool to see them be the the first class out and it was a photo finish too yeah. So uh, great to some, see that. Some,
0: some big names there, though, to to, to win races. Brandon Jarsikrack, Dakota Pesek, as you said, winning races. This uh, And some of the young kids, right? Spike Colbecker, Caden Wharf, uh, Macon Moore. Some of the kids you expect to win races were there and, and challenged as well.
1: Yeah, and then some of the shifter classes. A lot of the guys that we see at Rock Island, Alex Conlin, he won in KZ. Uh, Devin Smith-Harden, 80 shifter, he won there. Weston Moon, Yamaha racer, he won uh he won there. So it was it was really co- cool to see that mix, you know, the, some of the pro drivers, some of the your regional drivers, you guys you see at Rock Island, and then and then the club drivers or even new people and and some of the people that Margay's been in, be, been able to bring into the sport with the uh the Ignite program.
0: Yeah, let's talk about two kind of cool events number 1, uh Honda Master Shifter. Uh Stephen Flat. Here's a guy who absolutely loves racing when uh, we see him at all the big events, this guy just loves <laughs> loves to get out there and drive. He and his wife love being at the track. This guy also loves the 500, loves the Indianapolis Motor Speedway, and you can see it on social media. When he won, guy goes crazy, climbs the fence. Uh, the award, the trophy, David, you know, the rock has the rock. The brickyard gave out bricks, and I just thought that, that you know, it's it's a no-brainer, but whoever came up with the idea, nicely done. Steven puts the brick down, kisses the bricks after he wins. There's a guy that understands this isn't just a race. This isn't just a big race at Indy. This was a race at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway, a guy that understands the history and the majesty. It's the racing capital of it's the world. It's the world's greatest race course, and he was able to win in a, in a kart race there, and I think that's something that Steven's going to hold with him for a long
1: time. Oh, without a doubt. Well, All the winners there, I think, are going to... They'll they'll be able to look back five ten years and be like I won at Indy even if they yeah. don't go there again or if they keep going there year after year, um, just just the fact that they won there even even people who were able to race there I mean we saw a lot of photos on social media and just people just taking taking a selfie there and just saying I'm <laughs> racing inside the Brickyard I mean how cool exactly. is that just. You, you can never imagine that starting out at the club track. Say, hey, what's this little thing that goes around the track real fast, you know? Yeah. <laughs> it's That's just go right. from hey. that. You go from that to racing at the Brickyard. It's pretty amazing.
0: There's a couple of winners we didn't mention. Tag Masters, Glenn Critchett, uh, in the Honda Shifter category, Evan Bat, and in that 46-cart 46, uh, 46 f- uh, Ignite Field. Absolutely tremendous! The young lady who races out of Canada, kind of Margay's uh, banner driver up in Canada, Ontario, Charlotte Lalonde, able to come down and beat the pistol Pete Vetter. Uh, wow, what an unbelievable run! And of course, one of the Margay Ignite uh, stalwart drivers, Nick Totenhop, coming home in third. David, forty-six drivers in Margay Ignite, uh, a spec package. Uh, everybody in the same go-karts, the K3. That w- that would have been absolutely tremendous to see because when we're talking about the sport, you know, we talk to some people here and there saying, "Oh, karting seems like it's down a little bit. You know, it's 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 not great here. This is not going that well." But then you look at a forty six cart field of guys all on that gig Ignite program, and you can see how how great that program's been. We're seeing it as well, of course, with with one of the spec programs, uh, the VLR over on the on the West Coast as well. Good numbers, but forty six, come on, that's amazing.
1: Well, you know, we saw it continuing to grow at rock island last yep. two years and and I, this was the next step and i think you'll see a lot of the same people being at rock island this year with uh with their that they're now splitting it up into senior and masters. so yep. it's it just gives that you know we've talked about it over again it's the perfect opportunity to just go there race not worry about a thing and then go home <laughs>
0: like the Battle of the Brickyard was absolutely amazing. Were there issues? Of course. Was there rain? Yes. Were there some uh, things that, they, that they're that they going to want to change for next year? Of course. First event. But again, to those of you who actually made the trek and were there and showed patience and, and some understanding... Uh, for the trials and tribulations that you're going to have with a brand new race. Kudos to you. I want to say that. And I'm sure on behalf of the, the organizers, they'll say the same thing. Obviously, USAC Carding jumping in. A lot of great people like Rick Fulks and Jim Fry being part of the action. Dave Coates. Uh, just a really great deal and a lot of passionate people behind it. And one of those is, is, is Mike Burrell from USAC Karting. Dave and I, as we said, caught up with him earlier today to talk about the Battle of the Brickyard. Mike Burrell, thank you so much uh, for taking the time uh, to chat with us here on the EKN Debrief. Uh, first and foremost, before we even talk about the event itself, uh, are you rested up yet? I can't, I can't imagine <laughs> how much time and effort were put into the race beforehand, but like every go-kart racer does not know, there's normally two, three, or four days afterwards where you guys continue to keep working.
2: Right. Uh, first of all, thanks for having me, guys. But uh, yeah, I just finished cleaning up and moving everything out of the Speedway yesterday. So, wow. <laughs> So, um, that's that's amazing. That's a full I did take week the weekend off. Wow. <laughs> Good for you. But, Good uh, for you. Yeah, we um, we had tons of stuff to move out of there, and then they had an event Monday morning, uh, where we had to have everything off the road course by 7 a.m. Monday morning. So we had it all out in the field, and had a bunch of rain, and so um, yeah, it made for a fun week of cleaning up too. <laughs> well, let's let's talk about the fun first.
0: For, just start basic deal. What was it like? Putting on
2: a karting event at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. I, it was a dream come true. Um, I grew up in Speedway, and there are a bunch of us that race karts around here. Um, Mike Audie, that's with Margay, um, him and I, and Steve Schiever. We all grew up dreaming about running an Indy, and never thought it'd be possible. Um, you know, we we raced a local club race on Main Street Speedway down the street years ago, and we thought, well, that's about as close as we'll ever get. So. Actually, having Tony George Jr. and Doug Bowles support us and allow us to put on a race there was just, you know, amazing dream come true. And I think it was a dream come true for a lot of the racers too.
0: I was gonna say that, Mike. You know, you obviously talking about living in Speedway and and Leo in the shadow of the pagoda, the shadow of the track. Uh, you had that feeling, but the great, you know, social media obviously was massive surrounding this event. The minute people started rolling in and down 16th or down Georgetown, you know what I mean? It was just, it went crazy. Like you obviously wanted to be there, but how many, like the photos we saw of being inside the track, you know, with the pagoda, social media really made it look, and I'm sure it was based on what we've talked, that it was an absolutely massive success in terms of the racers enjoying themselves.
2: I think it was. Um, we we kept the atmosphere fun. Um Randy Kugler, who did the announcing, him and I were talking about the other day, and uh, he said it was the biggest club race in the country. And that atmosphere of no points, no money, no pressure, just let's go have fun at a at a awesome event, aw- awesome location. Uh, kept it, kept the fun in it, and made people just enjoy it. Um, yeah, people were just all over, all over the track, literally taking pictures and. Um, you know, climbing on the fences, getting their picture taken like they were LEO, and you know, just a <laughs> lot of people just you know they had fun with the event, and that's the atmosphere we hope to keep keep at it in the future.
0: Yeah, David Cole, you and I have talked uh, that that uh, we've heard a lot of comments from guys that it was mostly Joe Carter. Uh, Joe Carter's
1: there; it was kind of cool. Well, that's what it seemed to be. It's like you just said; it seemed like to be one of the biggest club races in the country, and. It, it, so that basically means Joe Carter. It wasn't the Big Tens. It wasn't the big teams. It wasn't the high-profile drivers that you typically see at, at some of the national events. Um, so what, I mean, kind of looking back at the event, what would you kind of grade uh, yourself in the event itself uh, looking back now at it after you had a couple of days to, to kind of
2: digest everything? Um, I, I think we put together a, a good, strong B-plus team and um or effort event uh there's always things you know looking back we could do better and um some changes we're going to make and uh, i'm probably being hard on myself uh more than anybody uh because Rick Folks, Jim Fry and all that group put did an amazing job showing up on uh, you know basically coming to town on Thursday and you know taking the mess i had and making it happen <laughs> and um um but yeah there's a lot of things we we learn from it and we'll do better next year. Um, you know, and just, just little things like, uh, the start finish line was kind of hard to see from the pits, uh, just because of where the timing loop was already in the track. And you just don't go in and tell the Indianapolis motor speedway, Hey, I'm going to cut your track in half and put it in a timing loop here. <laughs> and, yeah. <laughs> uh, it's like, now here's your choices of loops. There's, there's two out there figure out which one you want to be your start finish line. It's like, all right. <laughs> but, um, you know, we're going to work on, uh, access so people can get over there and see the, see the finish line better. And, um, you know, just the flow in the pits and, um, that, but yeah, the Joe Carter, just having the average guy there made it all that more special. Uh, I, I think the average length of the trailer was probably about 24 feet, which was awesome. You know, people were out talking to each other. They weren't hiding in a tent all the time. And, uh, I, we had a, you know, Margay top cart and, um, uh, Kart Sport north america i mean they, they were all there had their things but then they were still open people were you know still out talking to each other and um interacting and that, that was the biggest thing i noticed was just people were having fun at it it wasn't it wasn't a high pressure event well with with 50 percent of the
1: entries that were at your event were in the briggs classes and that is basically our operation grassroots program that we have here in north america is that what you intended it to be when you announced this event? To be Joe Carter there, and, and all these Briggs guys, and even even you know Yamaha guys will come. But I think uh, I think that's what it's kind of been
2: focused around, and it, it's kind of like a Rock Island Grand Prix, but at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. Absolutely, uh, Tony George Junior. Him and I have been plotting this for about five or six years now, at least, and um, it, it took that long to uh, get everybody at IMS on board. And it took some changing of the guard. And when Doug Bowles got in there, that really as president of the Indianapolis Motor Speedway, that really helped move things forward and open the doors. Um, but Tony said from day one, he goes, this has to be accessible to everybody. He goes, we don't want just, you know, the 1% or the top 10% or whatever. He goes, we want, we want it to be something that everybody that's a fan, everybody that's ever dreamed of running here at, uh, at Indy can be a part of and uh, that's kind of the way we set up the class structure you know real heavy Briggs real heavy Yamaha which is still huge here in the Midwest um, you can go around to uh, Newcastle or uh, the SIRA Street Racing Club and you know still see 50 Yamahas a day so or more so we kind of set up the class structure that way
1: well also not just for the racers but for people in the Indianapolis era we're able to come and watch for
2: free that's something you don't ever see at a cart track. Yeah, we uh, um, we kind of got caught off guard in a good way with that. Uh, I swear they could fly pa- race paper airplanes over there and people would show up. Um, channel 13, the local NBC affiliate, was out and did a thing on the race on Friday, I think. And then Saturday and Sunday, we, we had spectators. I mean, probably... 500 to 700 spectators had nothing to do with the cart race. They just came because I heard something was going on in Indy. And, um, the way USAC set up their insurance, uh, allowed people to go in the paddock and then in, in, uh, um, in spectator areas and not just in the hot grid without buying a pit pass and everything. So, you know, it, it allowed more access to it. And people were coming out and they're roaming around, they're talking to the carters and they were bringing their kid. Sorry, <laughs> stupid dog. <laughs> and they were bringing their kids uh, out and learning how to get into carting. So, you know, allowing them out in the pits was definitely a good thing.
0: A ah, t- tremendous opportunity for sure. You know, talking social media earlier, uh, and you talk about. Wanting to make it accessible to everybody and not just the guys that maybe have the ability to run a big national race kind of thing. You know, some of the stuff I saw on social media, Mike, and I know you can talk about it. I actually spoke with uh, Doug Bowles uh, in Toronto during the Toronto Indy about it. Was, one of the ones I loved was the emotion and the kind of excitement shown by Steve Flat, who won in one of the 125 oh, yeah. <laughs> Shifter categories. Steve was over the moon. This guy's a major IndyCar fan, major 500 fan. But I, I saw that when I went, wow. If there's if there's one thing I see on social media and it was Steven's deal. That was it. You gave this guy, this a, a, a master shifter car driver, a dream of being able to win at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway.
2: Absolutely. Somebody was telling me about Steve. I didn't know all of Steve's story the other day. I guess he was—he's a cancer survivor and everything. And um, one of his friends was talking to me yesterday and said this probably ranks up there with him as big as beating cancer. He—he um, he had a special helmet painted. He he climbed the fence after he won because he's he's the you know an Elio fan, and he was just hugging everybody, and you couldn't wipe the smile off that guy's face. Uh, well, he, you know he he also got Elio to I believe give
0: uh, the engagement ring to his oh, wife Lynette. He. Awesome at the spe- at the Speedway. It's on YouTube, I think somewhere. It's just. But that's, for me, that was the opportunity. You know what I mean? There's lots of places we go to, you know, whether it's the Rock Island Grand Prix when you guys go back to Elkhart or whether we're at the Scuse of Super Nationals in Las Vegas, some of these, you know, amazing venues that we get to go to and bring Carding to. In the 20 years I've been doing this, this has got to be the biggest venue that Carding's ever been able to uh, to be portrayed
2: at uh, run at, don't you think? Oh, uh, I'd agree. I mean, I, you know, like I said, 20 years ago when we were all getting into this, uh, we had a better chance of probably racing on the moon than we did at Indy. <laughs> That's and, right. You know, just the um the way Doug has changed the culture over there, Doug Bulls and and Agreed. Tony Tony Jr. Uh it just made it possible and I mean never would have thought, never, ever would have thought in my wildest dreams we'd be able to have a race there and and it looks like it's gonna be an annual thing. They were right. happy with it. I mean Doug they- Doug was out there with his kids and you know they- <laughs> Uh, they were out there running uh, carts after yeah. after hours.
0: <laughs> Doug told me he's going to probably have to buy a cart now for his son after this deal, which I yeah. thought was fantastic. <laughs> hey, listen, uh, you mentioned Rick Folks, You mentioned Jim Fry. Obviously, a lot of veteran carters weren't actually racing. They were on the other side of the fence. They were working corners. They were in, in tech. They were obviously race directing, you know, calling the action as well. You know, one of them that stood out to David and I, of course, on social media, we weren't able to be there, but on social media was uh, Jason Burgess. Uh, your your, your flagman in the suit and the tie old school that had to bring a little bit of a flair to the event as well i thought that was really classy
2: it did jason's awesome um jason spots for alexander rossi at indy and um yeah he's been around karting forever lives here in speedway and he wanted to dress like uh uh, pat vidan the the indy starter in the 60s and 70s and he showed me a picture of that and i was like Dude, that would bring a lot to this and and he did it. I mean, he did the full on, I mean, 90 degree day out there in a suit and tie waving that the flag. Was it.
0: it was so but, hot, I couldn't believe it. Like, you got to be kidding yeah. me.
2: I, I asked him what he was going to do for Elkhart and uh we have a, a Kiss Cover Band playing up there, so he might he might dress like Gene Simmons or something.
0: So, hold on. So
2: so, so Michael Crawford's going to be playing Elkhart? Yeah, he is.
0: Yes. <laughs> That's a. Kiss cover band, I like it. No, that segues perfect. Let's obviously a major event, Mike, for USAC karting and just for karting in general in the Midwest. Do you feel like you you guys have gained some momentum uh, from this event that's going to carry forward to that next race, the Elkhart Grand Prix, when you guys go back to that northern Indiana uh, venue?
2: Oh, f- for sure. I mean, we kind of established ourselves as you know we as you know we're going to be legitimate. We're putting on we can put on a karting race uh, just like we can. A, um, you know, uh, a sprint car or Pirelli world challenge or global rally costs, all the other things USAC does. So, you know, um, I think it helped, uh, legitimize us doing Indy. And I mean, just having people like Rick and Jim and, um, you know, all that crew there that, that gave us, you know, gave us the foundation to put on a good show and Elkhart's going to be way different than Indy. Um, you know, it, it's just, Again, it's the the focus is going to be on fun. Uh, it, it's an event. Um, the kart race is um, almost like the reason to have a party up there. <laughs> so uh, it's I like got, that. Yeah, it's got great corporate sponsorship with all the um, RV manufacturers and everything up there. So yep. you know, it's going to be good. Um, you know, we got it's some a couple a couple of great ex- exciting events. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. And that's you know we're. We're just, uh, we're just having fun, you know, um, USEC isn't looking to take over the world of karting or anything, but, um, if we can do some fun events and get karting in places like Indianapolis that hadn't been and, um, back into Elkhart, I mean, we took them a business plan for an event, not a, not a race.
0: Yep. And that that was
2: the key there. Um, you know, showed them how they can bring tourism to their city. So, you know, I like it. Yeah. Yeah. We're just gonna, we're having fun. (laughs) But so. before, before
1: you get to Elkhart for this year, I, we obviously want to already look ahead to 2018 at Indy. Um, you know, I, myself want to race there. Rob wants to race there. Everybody I think now wants to race there. But I want to be on the mic too. Yeah. Well, you're <laughs> going to have to fight you're Kugler to for that. He's him. having
2: a lot of fun.
1: <laughs> I bet he
0: was. I think we'd be a good yeah, tandem. Go. I'd like to do that.
2: Absolutely.
1: Uh, but, but before, Obviously, you're you're probably going to be thinking about this every day leading up till next year's event. But what are kind of the three major things that you would like to maybe change, or up, or adjust for for 2018?
2: Uh, for Indy, um, we, we got we're going to improve uh, registration. Uh, we're going to improve tech. We um, and then just the total flow of the pits. I mean, it's kind of hard for you guys. You weren't there to see it, but. They had a they had a wall on the back of the pit, the the pre grid area, which kind of made it difficult to you know kind of give us confined space to get in and out of. Tony Junior already said, yeah, we'll move that wall next year. So, um, you know, we're we're just going to work on the flow of everything. Uh, registration, we got totally caught off guard. We had s- almost sixty people show up that had not pre registered. So <laughs> <Wow. laughs> I was just like, wow, wow this is a just a pretty good walk-up crowd. And, um, you know, we were just kind of caught off guard with, uh, you know, about 60 extra people, 60 extra entries and everything. And, um, so yeah, we're just going to, you know, increase our staff and make it, you know, make it a more user-friendly event for everybody. Everybody had great patience with us. I mean, you know, I thought Thursday and uh, Friday morning, I figured out they're going to, pack up and leave <laughs> you know i'm gonna have a <laughs> mutiny on my hands here with uh not having all the answers for everything but the the carters all had great patience and you know i said well, well we know what to do next year to make it even better
0: all you really have to do is tell them to turn around and look at the racetrack and give us the time right just yeah you're <laughs> at the Indianapolis, you're at the Indianapolis motor speedway and give that, us a
2: little cut some slack that was the greatest thing uh colin daly colin connor daly's little brothers um yeah. working with us and um you know, Colin is just so chill. I mean, people would be like, "Where's Tech? You know, where's Pre-Tech? Where's?" He goes, "I don't know, man. We'll figure it out." But look where you're at. You're at Indy, dude. <laughs> <laughs> that's
0: a, that's the a line. And that would be the perfect line. It was,
2: and it just he could, he just kind of brought a calming effect to everybody. And um, I can't thank him enough.
0: <laughs> well, listen. Here's one thing that I, I want to kind of bring up. Uh, this year, obviously, you mentioned it very briefly there, both with Indy. Uh, and with, uh, of course, the Elkhart Grand Prix, is that it, you guys? It was you guys were kind of late to the game picking dates. There was some, there was some conflicts. This race, obviously, massive, and, and I, I got to think that most, if all, not all, organizations are going to do what they can not to be on the event because it is just so great for the sport. If you're able to work with clubs in series, some, some uh, you know, some some schedules get changed. You figure out where what categories are rocking for you. Of course, Briggs looks really good. It, it, do you reset your expectations because you? you got to believe you could put 400 plus at the event next year.
2: Yeah. I think we're, I mean, I think we're going to have to plan for at least four to 500 next year. Um, yeah. I won't yeah. get it. I'll tell everybody right now. You don't get a choice of dates in Indianapolis. They tell you, I know. Yeah, <laughs> um, exactly. Yeah. Honestly, they didn't mention, hey, you know, we don't have anything going on Labor Day weekend. I was like, no, that's rock Island. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, but that's good. Yeah. That's, that's so crucial. We, you get what you get what you're told there. And I will know, um, we're meeting with Tony and, uh, um, after Brickyard here, and I'll know, I'll know what date we'll have for next year, you know, mid August at the latest. So, well, you know, we will be able to announce that and everything and it'll probably be the same weekend. Uh, Elkhart, um, unfortunately, you know, it at Newcastle that weekend and commercial points the weekend yeah. before rock islands, two weeks after, And I've already told them, I was like, you know, you know, let's get through this year and maybe we need to look at June or something, you know, before the big street races and some of the big, it seems like July, late July, August, all the big national stuff comes out here in the Midwest. So, so no doubt. Yeah. We're willing to work with anybody.
0: (laughs) So so all in all, Mike, uh, a pretty solid debut for the event at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. Can't, uh, I don't think Cardi could ask for much more based on what you guys were able to deliver.
2: Uh, I just appreciate everybody's cooperation and appreciate Doug and Tony allowing us the chance to come over there and and uh, Rick and Jim for making it seem sane and organized. <laughs> <laughs> like like we always say, right? As long as the, the, the racers
0: don't see the chaos, it's all behind se- behind exactly. the scenes. Every, everything's good.
2: Yeah, and it, I, think it, I think it was 90% behind the scenes. So. Yeah, that's all right. That's all right. Mike,
0: I appreciate it. Thank you so much uh, for joining us here on the podcast. Uh, and, you know, I'm sure the
2: our listeners are going to really enjoy getting some of the input uh, from you here today. Well, thanks for having us. And uh, we'll hope to see them all at Elkhart and Indy next year. Mike Burrell from USAC
0: Karting, ladies and gentlemen, live here on the EKN Debrief Podcast. You know, David, uh, Mike Burrell's been around a long time. Uh, you know, he had that uh, uh, time at National Kart News, worked as a journalist in the sport. Uh, this guy has been a racer forever. He's been a spotter in IndyCar. Just a guy that absolutely loves the sport and kind of jumped at the opportunity to work with USAC and jumped at the opportunity to pull the trigger and actually put together this event at the at the, at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. Kudos to Mike for making that happen.
1: Yeah, we could tell talking with him. I mean, this this was something they dreamed about doing. Yeah. Him and his him and everybody he grew up with and just having the ability to, you know, thankfully through his contacts and the what he's done with with IndyCar and and karting, he's been able to put the two together and, and and put this event on. And it, you know, like we've said already, it it could be something that could be a a, a triple crown event uh, for years to come.
0: Amazing thing was, of course, that it was a major race, big race, but also we could, you know, we could, we were able to use the hashtag Operation Grassroots on that race because there was so much 206 racing with the Briggs. A lot of great grassroots racers got a chance to run at IMS. David, into our Operation Grassroots segment of the debrief. Couple of events to look at. Uh, the KPX Cardi Championship, which really has exploded. Uh, grassroots Racing, LO206, Fun Affordable Racing in Northern California. Uh, they're going racing. Uh, they went racing June 23rd, 24th, 25th up at Reno. Awesome track at Desert Park Raceway. I love the corkscrew there. 107 drivers, 26 in senior and junior, 22 in masters. Man, that this program in just a couple of years has really been become something that's kind of a model for so many other regions around the country.
1: For sure, it's 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 what we've talked about. We're clubs and tracks and drivers. They all get together and like we need to do something together and and have fun and and do and help grow the sport. And that's what they've been able to do with this program. And adding in, you know, with brick support. The, the engine platform and 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 what they've been able to do so, to support the series itself I mean it's it's a great equation to help make something successful in regional karting and you,
0: you got oh, to figure if they keep working together it's just going to keep growing
1: oh yeah and, and you know we see it we we're starting to see it more and more here in the in the Midwest and and you know maybe we'll start to see it a little bit more in the Southeast and and maybe we'll see it more in the in the Southwest say Texas area or, or you know somewhere down in that area but yeah. just well, we know just...
0: It's, we know what's happening in Canada too it's it's rocking in ontario they're having big numbers uh, all across the board a huge event they're putting on up in alberta as well bringing a lot of numbers in a lot of a lot of, a lot of money into that program as well all you know all based on that 206 as being that foundation that fa- foundation component
1: yeah the power the power plant takes all every mystery and voodoo away you know the brakes yeah. you put it on the car you race it and it down and it comes down to you and the chassis how are you going to work together and it just it just makes it a lot simpler and and that's what we need for that entry level uh uh package yeah.
0: the kpx cardi championship back on track again they'll come back down into uh more central norcal davis california uh, the blue max cart club round number four on july the 30th if you are within that region Put your 206 in the back of the truck. Put it in the trailer. Get out and support this program. The more people they have, the bigger it's going to get. As, as we know, more racers bring more racers, bring more racers. Get out, have some fun. Operation Grassroots. That's what we're doing. Uh, David, you mentioned the Midwest, uh, the 206 Cup. Uh, not quite the the numbers. They split into two ser- two series this year. Not quite the numbers, but they're going to try to have that one big race, the Grand Championship, less than ninety days away. Give uh, give the debrief for the Ek and listeners. Uh, a little insight into the new 206 Cup Grand Championship.
1: Yeah, it's going to be it's kind of similar to what you see with the runoffs, you know. It's going to be that one race, 3-day event where Briggs 206 racers can come together and and have one big uh kind of championship, not necessarily a national championship, but just We just, don't want a national championship no, with this. No, it's no. Not, no, it's, no national it's, championship. It's not, it's but it's it's, you know, this Everybody like Canada. Guys can come down from Canada. Guys can come from the West Coast, East Coast, anywhere, and just come out, have a good time, and and do some racing. And there's no better place to do it than at Newcastle Motorsports Park. So that's where they're going to do at the end of September and get together. They got Vega Tires coming on as a presenting sponsor. Going to provide some discounted price for t- event tires because uh, we know the Vega Tire has been the spec tire for the 206 program all year long. Yep. Uh, there's other prizes that are going to be in the works, but we're talking you know, probably 2000 probably $4,000 worth of prizes that are going to be handed out throughout the weekend.
0: Wow, that's big. That's big. So again, that, as David said, the September 29 to October 1st three-day event at Newcastle Motorsports Park, the 206 Grand Championship, less than 90 days away. And, of course, loving that idea, but, David, as we always talk about it, now, here's the disclaimer, here's the, here's the op-ed. Uh, you and I have talked about it. Uh, when're you're, when you're living on a program that has, a, has an affordable motor and low cost, there's no sense having a national championship race where somebody's got to spend two, dollars four, thousand dollars to drive, fly, hotels and whatever for four or five days. It's just counterproductive to the 206 program. That's my opinion. I, I really believe this engine needs to say club and regional if it goes national if there's a big national event that that's what's going to hurt the program overall. That's my opinion at least.
1: Uh, yeah, We've said that over and over again, but does anybody listen to us? No. <laughs> well,
0: hopefully they listen to the podcast and maybe, David, if we reach they, one person, if they, we reach one person, David, one.
1: Well, maybe you know? now that we're on iTunes, maybe people are going to listen now.
0: You know what? I well, Listen, we'll wrap up with that. I believe that was at the top of the show, and I think I blew right past it. You were going to talk. It. I blew right past it. <laughs> wow. Well, you know what? We're not done yet, Cole.
1: It was a great way to get it in there, though.
0: It was, but you're going to come back and talk more about it at the end, all right? Okay. Prepare yourself. I'm going to give yourself a heads up. Prepare I'm, yourself. I'm prepared. That's it for Operation Grassroots. Next up, if you got a cart, time to go racing. This is the racing calendar presented this week by PKT, Precision Karting Technologies. Uh, July 21st, 22nd, 23rd. I know my weekend starts tomorrow morning at about 4.30 when I get up to get to the airport. I am heading... Uh, for the first time ever it's <laughs> a Greg Moore Raceway in Chilliwack, British Columbia, round number 2 of the KM Karting Challenge. Excited to get out there with Mike Rawlison and his crew. We're going to do a live or actually we're actually going to do live play-by-play. It's going to be an EKN trackside live weekend. Full live play-by-play. We'll have our social media updates as we always do. I'll be writing race reports every night, so we're going to give some really good coverage as we did the first year of the first race rather uh, out at Tri-Cities in in uh, in May. But, yeah, we're excited to head out there. I can't wait to get out there. That's this coming weekend. Lots of racing going on, though, David. Uh, WK, National Road Race Series, VIR. Uh, Gear Up F Series, rocking and rolling. That just absolutely badass shifter and KZ uh, field that they've got at the the F Series and all the other programs at Pittsburgh International Race Complex. 206 Cup, David and I just talked about the Mid-State Kart Club. That's the South Series, right, Dave? Am I correct? That would be the central, central series. Central series. Central and Rock Cup uh, in Orlando, the Epcot Challenge, all this weekend. Uh, weekend after that, July twenty eighth, twenty ninth, thirtieth. David, your turn to talk about ECan Trackside.
1: Yeah, heading back to Newcastle Motorsports Park, the United States Pro Kart Series will be hosting its third event of the season. It would be the Hoosier, Hoosier State. God, see, I can't even say it because I don't like Indiana. I was I was just gonna say you go to Newcastle so
0: many times maybe I should buy a house.
1: Uh, Oh no, I no Michigan baby, Michigan. Anyway pure Michigan. David (laughs) Cole. Pure Michigan. Hashtag pure
0: Michigan. Beautiful waters. Golf courses. East Lansing car track Ravenna. Pure Michigan.
1: (laughs) (laughs) We might not have the racetracks, but we have Grattan Don't forget Grattan
0: You have Grattan and you have Berlin Raceway. Oh
1: yeah. See, come on.
0: Yeah. Kalamazoo, yeah, too,
1: out. right? Kalamazoo, yeah. Oh, hey, oh, Rowdy's going to be down there in August. He is, is have he? To go down there. Oh, yeah. All right, all right. I mean, all right, anyways. so then, anyways. Who's your state grand prix? <laughs> <laughs> let me say it. <laughs> who's your state grand prix? There it is. Next weekend. United States Pro Card Series.
0: There be, there, you go. be there. Be there. Be
1: there. You buy the whole seat, you only use the
0: edge. <laughs> what else uh, is going on? What else is going on? July 28, 29, 30. Yeah,
1: the same weekend, WK's Gold Cup four-cycle program is going to be up in Thompson Kart Raceway up yep. in outside the uh, Cleveland area. So yep. uh, the four-cycle racers are going to be back up that way. And then uh, the KPX Karting Championship that we talked about in Northern California will be at Blue Max.
0: A couple of weekends there for you before we roll on into the hot summer months of August. This has been the EKN Racing Calendar presented by PKT. Precision karting Technologies produces axles, hubs, sprocket carriers, and more. PKT products can be found nearly anywhere in the United States, along with Canada, Mexico, and Latin America. Nearly 60 dealers have been set up to stock the many PKT products that are manufactured for the karting industry. Development continues with every passing day as the PKT Group, its official drivers, and the many dealers work together to form new concepts and ideas... For the growing product line, David. That's going to wrap things up. Uh, I'm going to kick out the thank you to the sponsors. Then we're going to talk about iTunes. We do want to again thank Margay Racing for being our presenting sponsor. Obviously, go to check them out at www.margay.com and Precision karting Technologies can be found on the World Wide Web at pktaxles.com. So you know what? Let's talk. Uh, let's wrap it up. Y- you know what? The podcast taking little baby steps. Now available on iTunes. You can you can subscribe and boom, it's downloaded and you're listening to it on the way to work. I like it. Nice work,
1: Dave. Easy peasy easy lemon squeezy.
0: Yeah, that's nice. Uh, was it hard to do that? No. <laughs> the, why why did not you do it a long time ago? Wow.
1: It's called <laughs> establishing a brand. Then we get it out there. Now we got plenty of episodes. People can listen to. I mean, we're talking Dude. well over six hours of listening to me and you gab about karting. I mean, well, I love it though. We're, I like talking about carding. We're gonna have at least a full day's worth by the by the time we're done with 2017, if not more. So that, I mean that, I mean listening to me and you talk for 24 hours straight, that's got to be amazing. So it's very
0: true. So <laughs> the EK Network, EK Radio Network, coming soon to a News dot com near you. Uh, hey, uh, so I'm heading to Chilliwack, and. Awesome they got my they got my gear my gear still they got my helmet they got my suit still from uh, last time I was up there I might try to get behind the wheel of a cart this uh,
1: on Friday and two oh six it baby you might too right I'm trying we're hopefully the weather cooperates I'll be uh, I'll be hitting the East Lansing cart track yes which is used to be an old Gold Cup track used to be an I old was yeah uh, Division six Sprint Series Destination <laughs> back in the day. Uh, yeah. I remember watching my dad, Bob Marty, Pearl Gamble, some of these crazy old guys that used to race the unlimited classes over there. Yep. But, nice. uh, like Sam Horns Jr., uh, Ryan hunter Ray well, some of those it. some of those guys that raced back in the day, uh, yeah. four stroke stuff. They used to race up at East Lansing. So yeah
0: did. Uh, did. So you pull the pull the uh, the old two hundred six powered Illuminos out and head over there.
1: Yep, that's the plan. Okay. We're Going to go there Friday and then race on Sunday. Make sure you tweet out to uh, Chris Wheeler and the boys at Bell Helmets when you bolt on that new helmet. Oh yeah, it's going to be looking
0: fresh. We got to get that thing painted pretty soon, yeah, or we stick you, with the carbon. We'll see. Are you liking the carbon right now? Uh-huh. Wow, good for you. We'll see good how we'll
1: see how it looks in the Michigan sun. I mean, hopefully the weather terrible. will play for Cole. That's what we're waiting on. We're waiting to see what the weather's going to do this weekend.
0: Lots of great stuff coming down the pipe. As David said, we are obviously uh, uh, working every weekend. I'm heading to CanAm this weekend. David will be heading to USPKS the following weekend. We've got the finale from the Supercar USA Pro Tour coming up. Of course, all EKN trackside live. We got some more some more stuff we're going to be kind of playing with. We're going to get back to some video at the uh, at the Summer Nationals as well. Just lots of great stuff happening here on EcardingNews.com and of course with our podcast program and the EKN Radio Network again. Thrilled to have everybody tuning in. Hopefully you are rolling to work or working out or whatever you were doing. You enjoyed uh, this seventh episode of the EKN Debrief. This has been a production of the EKN Radio Network. Your producer, David Cole, and the host, myself, Rob Howden. Thank you so much for joining us, folks. Lots more to come here in 2017.